Welcome to Q&A with RNA. Today we are going to be talking about what we're calling the basics. And by basics, we're talking about the basic of what a healthy relationship is. What we think it is, what other people think it is from the people who have studied healthy relationships. And then hopefully that'll get y'all thinking about what the term healthy relationships mean to you personally. So without further ado, let's get this thing going. All right, Abby. Um, the first question is for you. Define what you believe a healthy relationship is in one sentence. Well, this is definitely going to be a run-on sentence, but I think <laughs> a healthy relationship or friendship is one that doesn't ever make you feel bad about yourself but lets you know when you're wrong, loves you and cherishes you, trusts you, lets you know you are important and you matter, doesn't ever try to change who you are with helping you grow as a person to your full potential and someone that will always be there for you. Well, that was quite a bit of <laughs> commas there, but I completely agree with you. Um, I think a healthy relationship is one where um, it could be like romantic or with your friends involved. But like as long as both parties are like in on it, they are excited about what is happening and they agree to what is happening. I think it's all good. I totally agree. So, Rebecca, since we're talking about healthy relationships, what do you think are some benefits of having healthy relationships? Um, so I think some benefits of having a healthy relationship is like having someone in your corner. Um, you have someone that you can trust and confide in and someone that is going to support you in everything that you do, whether it's like wanting to run a 5k or like just wanting to learn how to cook um, anything random that you like want to do um, knowing that you are safe and accepted also allows you to like become a better person and to make uh, new connections easier um, something that I found that actually like really makes sense to me is a um, like a research thing from the 2005 love promotes health study found that the brain, actually has the capacity to increase social attachment and other positive social behaviors, providing additional and indirect benefits of sociality. So basically like your brain releases chemicals that allows you to feel good. So if you are in a relationship with someone and endorphins are released, you're going to try and recreate the same thing. So you're going to become more sociable and gain more friends. And to me, if you're in a relationship that allows you to like, expand your horizons and grow as a person than it is healthy and as long as like both people are benefiting from it then you're like doing good yeah I totally agree and um how like endorphins get released when you're in a good relationship and a relationship that makes you feel good I think that's why people are always kind of longing for relationships and healthy relationships because they just make you feel good and you don't even realize that maybe that's happening but it does so do you think that's like related to like the honeymoon effect yeah I would say definitely because then after that you sort of just get used to your relationship kind of in like almost a negative way but not yeah 
I feel. Okay. Um, here's another question for Rebecca. What are some traits of an unhealthy relationship and red flags to know about? Okay, so I'm very adamant about learning, understanding, and raising awareness about signs of an unhealthy relationship because I've seen them in my life. But if anyone ever has a few minutes to just like read something real quick, Dr. Alice Boyles, who is a practicing psychiatrist, posted an article on psychologytoday.com titled 51 Signs of an Unhealthy Relationship. And man, it is definitely an eye-opener. It talks about the fact that it's okay to fight, but in an unhealthy relationship, one person finds themselves always blaming themselves instead of trying to figure out what went wrong. It also speaks about how it's unhealthy when your partner only vows superficial things about you like sex or money, and that's all they want from you. Some relationships are on eggshells constantly because you don't feel comfortable with them to talk about problems. It's honestly a good read, and I recommend it to people who are starting to date or trying to figure out if their relationships are beneficial, because honestly, 90% of what Dr. Bowles talks about can be related to relationships between friends, co-workers, family members, etc. Determining whether it's a healthy relationship or unhealthy doesn't always have to correlate with a romantic relationship. All right, Abby, what are some things that you consider essential for a healthy relationship? Um, I definitely think trust is an important thing for a relationship. Okay. Yeah, I feel like if you don't have trust, then you really don't have much of anything. I mean, what do you think you would need to, even if it's your best friend and not in a relationship with that person, like I I want to trust my best friend. I'm not going to be close with my best friend if I don't trust her, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's very important. Yeah. So I think that's essential. And um, you just really have to have, like, in the back of your mind what's best for that person because you don't want to ever make them feel like you're doing something, like, out of – not, like, out of your heart because I want what's best for people that I'm close to. So you need to, like, let that be known to that person. I also think, like, honesty Mm -hmm. is really important because, like – I mean, again, if, like, my best friend was throwing me, like, a surprise party yeah, and they didn't tell me about it, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. But, like, if they said, like, if we had plans or something and they failed and then because they had something to do, like, something happened and they lied to me about it. Yeah. And ended up, like, doing something else. I don't know, like that just gets really fishy to me because if they can lie about like simple things like that, yeah, what else can they lie about? And to me, it's like, why do you even want to be friends with me anymore if you're having a lot of me? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, we probably shouldn't be friends then. Yeah. I mean, like surprise birthday parties, fine. Yeah. That's really the only <laughs> exception though. <laughs> I like Christmas presents. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't tell somebody like what they got. Yeah. For a present, but like. I mean, big things, like, obviously, in, like, romantic relationships, like, I guess maybe, like, are you still involved with your ex? And they're like, nah. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty big deal to lie about. And then they're, like, talking to him yeah. all the time. It's like, well, you're somehow involved. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, little things like I keep that in mind because if you can lie on the little things, you can lie on the big things. Oh, yeah, definitely true. Another question for Rebecca is, should you treat every relationship with the sex that you are attracted to? Like you could possibly have a romantic relationship with them one day. Um, absolutely not. I believe there are many types of different relationships. You have romantic, you have a friends with benefits kind of thing happening. You have family members, you have friends that are like family members. Um, but I fully believe that a platonic relationship with a person of the opposite sex is important to have in anyone's life. And another article from psychologytoday.com, Dr. Diana Rabb said, while there might be some sexual tension between platonic friends, they might both decide to keep things simple and not become sexual. The problem is that once platonic friends become sexually intimate, the lines and boundaries become blurred. So no, I don't think you should have to, but going back to the question when you asked about possibly have, I mean, that can mean many things. So I think if you create that strong bond to begin with, and as long as everything is mutual, then if that relationship shifts into a romantic relationship, then it would hopefully become like more natural. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think every platonic relationship needs to be treated like you could become romantic one day, but if a person in the friendship does find you sexually attractive like that, you definitely need to have a conversation about it because once you become sexually intimate with that person, it's really hard to get just a platonic friendship back. All right, Abby, another question for you. How do you believe standards for healthy relationships change from heterosexual couples to homosexual couples? I think relationships between heterosexual and homosexual couples differ in ways that heterosexual couples have social expectations to live up to, such as the woman cleans, the man works and provides, the man pays for dinner, the woman raises the kids, etc. And when someone does something different than that, it is talked badly about. Like if there is a family that has a stay-at-home dad, it's like people think that that man is lazy or is a bum. Or when a woman doesn't want to clean and ask the man to, she isn't being a good wife. With homosexual couples, I think there really isn't social gender role expectations for them to live up to. They can both clean. It doesn't really matter if one or the other stays at home or works outside of the home. It doesn't matter if they both cook, one cooks, etc. According to the New York Times, same-sex couples tend to divide chores and duties in a more egalitarian way. That means that they have that they see chores as being more equal and doing chores that you may actually want to do instead of doing what society says you should do. Although I don't think it should matter in homosexual or heterosexual relationships. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that statistic really like blows my mind. To me, it makes sense to split up chores. I mean, honestly, whoever has the time to do it needs to do it. I don't really understand why we continue to make that a social norm. I mean, my personal family, my dad is retired, so he's at home all the time. So he takes care, care of things while my mom's at work because he has the time to do it. I feel that if we all tag team it, then like people get get things done faster. Thank y'all for listening. Hope you got some information from it. Until next time. 
This was Q&A with RNA.